2: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I guess I'm on the air. It's a little low in the background. I can hear the intro music. If you hear a little background noise, that's because we are broadcasting live from Hot Springs, Arkansas, where it's a balmy 92 degrees outside. And uh, I'm sure out on the water it's probably, what, heat index of 110. Neil, what do you think? 105, 103, 105. Something like that, maybe. That voice, as many of you know, is my good buddy and traveling partner, Neil Paul from Visit Anderson. Uh, Been a good trip. Been a good weekend so far. If you were following along on the FLW live feed anytime today, uh, Brandon Cobb started out seventeenth, 17th. A little over 8 pounds yesterday. And, uh, you know, just wasn't doing anything this morning. Nothing all morning. He got down to, like, 26th place. And then around 1130... Bam, he jumps into it. They posted an update, and Brandon's actually in fourth place right now. Yeah, very excited. He, um,
1: you know, conversation uh, throughout the week and and didn't catch a lot of fish in practice, Uh, noted that the fishing was extremely difficult this time. As uh, some of you know, Brandon noted his first Forestwood Cup was here at Lake Wachita in 2015, and he finished third. And so, obviously, just on that alone and the fact that he's made a top ten each year that he's fished a cup. Yep. um, It makes him a favorite anytime he takes the boat off the trailer. But coming out this week, uh, there's some changes to the lake. Uh, Since we were here last, uh, I think uh, we're minus some grass. Yeah, I heard a lot of the short grass is gone. And and, and the heat. And it's August in the south. And it... (laughs) fishing conditions are are tough and to brandon's credit he's a guy that can catch fish in tough conditions but uh you know when you have a a championship of this caliber and uh opening day you know 13 pounds has you in the top two or three um and leading the event that's uh it's anybody's ball game and to brandon's credit he had to go out and catch fish today and as of lunchtime today he had the biggest bag of the of the day and and hopefully if things go well he'll uh he'll have a chance to fish tomorrow yeah to which i'll add this and i was thinking about this coming down here to uh to the table i'd like to know the statistics on from flw on an angler that has fished the cup not just made the cup as his first four but years professionally, but fished in the top 10 in each of his first four years professionally oh, i'd like to know that stat Probably a few, but I'm sure it's a rare company, I would imagine. Well, and speaking of rare company, I know we're going to talk about this as the show goes on today, but this is the 20th anniversary of Davy Height from South Carolina winning the uh, 1998 uh, FLW Championship, the Forestwood Cup, and Davy followed it up in 99 with a Bassmaster Classic Championship, which Davy's one of, I think, just five or six people. Uh, David Fritz being one of them who's here uh, up in the expo, but somebody who's won the Cup and the Classic uh, both in their careers. So, uh, you know, Davy Hyde in in Rare
2: Company as well. Yep, absolutely. Well, I know why I'm here, I think. Sometimes people say all you do is go fun places and eat lots of food. And that's true. Some of these places are really fun. Some of them aren't. Uh, Wow. And you and I have talked about this a lot. Why are you
1: here? Well, you know, for us, for a community like Anderson, and Anderson County particularly, and, and, and Lake Hartwell, we have, you know, obviously, folks, we are, you know, we're, we're well-known at home. Right. And and we're well-known on the road as well. But but we've been, you know, the lake's been named a top 100 bass lake in America now four years in a row. We just hosted the most successful Bassmaster Classic of all time in, um... Uh, in march you know the corps of engineers just released an article to beginning of july with uh... with numbers that, that anticipate uh... an estimated number of ten and a half million people will utilize lake hartwell in some form or fashion this year whether it's the core related campgrounds or the lake itself and if you put ten to equate or, or to put ten and a half million people in perspective the most visited national parks in america Draw ten and a half million yeah. people. Yellowstone. So,
2: That's
1: so when you when you talk about that and, and just trying to continue to build the brand of, of Lake Hartwell, there's if you're going to do it from a fishing standpoint, there's three shows in the year that you cannot miss. One is the Bassmaster Classic Six. and Bassmaster Classic Expo. Yep. One is ICAST in Florida, right, uh, or where it's currently held. You know, and the other one's the Forestwood Cup. So to have an opportunity to come out here and visit with folks in the industry and spend time with the folks from FLW and promote our our fishery, our lake, and our community at home, it just it, that that's how we get those ten and a half million numbers. That's how you build successful events and successful tournaments. And it's
2: uh and it's a great time. It is a great time. Uh, it was funny. I was standing in your booth. You were off somewhere earlier today and. I was standing there, and a gentleman came by, and he picked up one of your brochures and was looking at it. I said, you ever been to Lake Hartwell? He said, nope. I said, well, you need to come. He took his brochure and looked at it. He says, does seem like a pretty place. He y'all got hotels in Austin. And anderson got tons of hotels. I said, they got tons of restaurants, tackle stores. I mean, yeah, come make a trip of it. So people do, when you're here, they do see Lake Hartwell, and it is interesting, especially if you're a bass fisherman from off somewhere and trying to fish different water and all lake hart was a destination
1: talked to a lady yesterday from illinois she's down here with her father Uh, they were unable to make the classic in march uh, due to some health issues Uh, that's why they came here okay they were at hartwell in in uh in anderson in 15 when we hosted the classic right and we talked about how cold it was (laughs) and uh, had a lady stop in the booth just a while ago from saluda south carolina oh wow she's out here with her husband they follow these fishing championships i've met a couple from colorado that are here fishing so if you don't think people travel with these organizations they're loyal to whether it's bass or flw they're loyal to the circuit they're loyal to the anglers it's a following it's 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 essentially it's like the folks that follow nascar it's a very similar uh a very similar uh, demographic and situation but we try to take advantage of that and promote our fishery and our community to those folks because we want them
2: to come to Anderson and experience what we have. And it's about relationships, too. I mean, we spent four hours the other night with, uh, with uh, John Mazurkiewicz, who does a lot of PR work with Shimano, which is a South Carolina-based company. Uh, hung out with some media types last night. Probably do the, some media types tonight and all. And, uh, of course, with Brandon here, I mean, you sponsor him, I sponsor him. So it's a, it's a natural force to be here and watch him fish. Absolutely. And we all hey, we got another guy. We got Bradford Beavers here. Uh, he's from Somerville, South Carolina. Uh, made it through the coasters, I believe, didn't he?
1: He did. Came, it, through, yeah, came through, through the, the coaster series, exactly
2: right. and uh, is here is here too. So um, there is some South Carolina presence here. Another another one I got to mention is Chad Foster. Chad Foster. I met him in 2015 at ICAST. He was a boat captain for the first ICAST Cup that I did, and um, he made the cup this year through the Southern coasters. And, in fact, he's moved to, I talked to him a few weeks ago at ICAST, and he has moved from Florida back to Minnesota. said he's going to reactivate his teacher certificate, build a house, get settled in, and start fishing a little more later on. So, yeah, a couple connections here in the top 10 or 11, and uh, we'll uh, we'll know here shortly in about another about two hours. Weigh-in starts at 5, and um, we'll have a good idea of who's going to be fishing on Championship Sunday. hope I can get out there and uh, take some more pictures of of our guys
1: well and just to quickly remind folks it's you know 56 anglers are fishing here in, right. the, in the cup the, uh, yesterday and today and today and they will cut to 10, 10. for tomorrow the 10 mm-hmm. will go out on championship sunday so it's you know there's a lot of a lot of work going into uh to today and, and trying to get yourself in a position to fish tomorrow or, or we'll have uh, some guys working the expo with us
2: uh you can win the free ranger this year
1: <laughs> I'm always up for a, I'm always
2: up for another boat, but it's it's tough knowing that that ship has probably sailed. <laughs> Neil Neil won the the Ranger in 14 in Columbia, so anyway, all right. Well, we uh, we got a a break coming up here, got a, a counter events to come up, and a few news stories from around, and then we're gonna have a This Brandon's gonna call in the last last segment of the show, so hang on through the break. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.
0: From midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water, and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play, or sail, or simply behold. This is where champions fish, and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell, and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visitlakehartwell.com.
2: Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It, that that's a great ad. Good ad, Neil. Neil, visit Anderson is a, is a sponsor of this radio show. You'll hear you'll hear Neil on here a few times a year. We have a good time. We do this sort of thing, and and his ad runs, and uh, and you always know his uh, visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center sponsor the calendar of event. Neil, before I get into my calendar of event of, of events, do you have anything in Anderson that's going on this uh, coming up soon? We're just
1: coming up over the course of the fall, just in in keeping with the uh, outdoor theme, we're hosting the South Carolina Outdoor Press Association, the SCOPE Conference, uh, coming up in Anderson, uh, September uh, 6th through the 9th. And then uh, a couple weeks later, and please, it's a calendar of events, and I'm missing a date here. (laughs) But we're hosting the ABA, the American Bass Anglers Couples Championship, in september and then october 24th through the 26th american bass anglers aba will be back in anderson at lake hartwell for their uh aft championship american fishing tour uh, championship there will be in the neighborhood of 175 to 200 boats uh, with two anglers in each boat competing on the lake for a lot of cash and prizes so uh just got from an outdoor standpoint, got the Scope Conference, ABA Couples, and then the AFT Championship coming up here in over the next couple months. Can't yeah. believe I told somebody this morning it's going to be the middle of August by the time we get home. So yeah. it's, you know, good <laughs> stuff.
2: Yeah, for you. <laughs> I, I talked to Taylor this morning. I said, two mornings in a wake up, and uh, we are headed to Alaska. And when you know it, I mean, I hate the weather. I'm sorry. It, it's flip-flopped so many times over the last two weeks in Alaska. And then then I started getting uh, updates that there are flash flood watches and high water warnings for the Susitna Valley in Alaska. And, and now I, I get high wind warnings for the uh, mountains up around uh, Denali and Mount McKinley up through there. So playing the weather game, watching to see uh, what's going to happen there. Nice thing about Alaska, this is when you plan to go, and I, I don't know if I talked about this the first time we talked about this trip but When you go to Alaska You always need to watch the weather And if you do an RV trip like we're doing You have three routes laid out You have a southern route An eastern route And a northern route And based on the weather You just play the weather And the, and and go where you want to go first Where the weather's going to be or, or like us I mean I think Denali uh, National Park the, the weather for it Is, is going to be good Like uh, partly cloudy Thursday and Friday So I think I'm going to head north because seeing Mount McKinley is one of those things. You go to Alaska to less than 30% of the people see it. So, well, uh, that's, that's that's the uh, travel update for this week. Uh, weather, <laughs> always a factor. Always a factor. Of course, up there, it's the other way. It's like lows in the 30s. <laughs> There's a little snow predicted for a couple of days we're up there. So, D- Taylor wants to see snow. Maybe she'll get it. Maybe she won't. Um Going on with the calendar of events, uh if you got a boat and you want to help uh people with disabilities and special needs, then the uh the cruising for a cause next Saturday, August eighteenth from ten thirty AM to three thirty PM down on Lake Greenwood. They're gonna have a uh a five stop poker run. Uh one of the stops is Break on the Lake, Camp Fellowship Harris Landing, Lighthouse R V Parker Marina, Skippers Marina Resort, any Camp Fellowship, um, you know, for a good cause. Uh, the Doobies Brothers, not the Doobie Brothers, will be there to perform. So to, be- to benefit people with disabilities and special needs, served by Burton Center and the Lawrence County DSN Board. Something for you people with boats that just want to go hang out and drive around the lake for a day. Uh, hey, coming up really so- Well, actually, I saw some posts here from the Low Country this year. Um, already from today, they had their early uh, youth hunts. Started today in game zones three and four, uh, which is really cool that we're getting these youth days up front this time around. Something DNR has listened to us. So um, yeah, so check check DNR website. Uh, coming up in the Upstate, I think it's September the eighth. Game zone two is the early youth day. It's limited to one deer and it has has to be antlered. But uh, that's something for you to put on your calendar to. Uh, to get out there and get involved. Also coming up here in just a couple of short... Well, a few short weeks. And I was really excited because I was over at the farm the other day and my brown top millet's already brown. There were probably 40 birds in the millet. And um, my sunflower heads have... Uh, most of them are probably as big as um, I don't know, dessert dessert trays, dessert pa- uh, plates or whatever. And they're starting to tip over a little bit, turn darker. So those are going to be dropping some sunflower seeds. So those of you... Ya- are looking for for to dove season open september the 1st of uh, of course bear in mind september 1st through the 3rd it is noon until sunset uh, a lot of people will stop shooting at six o'clock let those late birds come in feed that just keeps those birds coming back you give them a little rest um and they'll come back they'll keep coming back and that's the way you keep birds on your field so but then starting september 4th through october 13th uh it's um Sun up half an hour before sunrise until sunset. Uh, Then you have a break from October 13th to November 10th. Then it picks up November 10th through the 24th and goes out on the 24th, comes back in on December the 15th and goes through January 15th. So that's coming up. Uh, They've already published all the DNR regulations. Hopefully we're going to do a a DNR regulations show to kind of get you going on what's new as far as laws this year, dates you need to be aware of and some other things that go along with getting outdoors in South Carolina, being legal and having a good time, being safe is first and foremost. One more thing on the calendar for this week, also from the Department of National Resources, a lot of people, you know, access is huge in deer hunting. It's not so much a, a problem with fishing because you have, you know, Lake Harwell you can go to. And there's state parks. You can just go to the bank, uh, cork bobber and, I mean, cork, Hook and worms and on, you can you can fish. Uh, Captain Robert McCall and I were talking about that last week. We had a meeting down at DNR, and we were talking about R three and you know, you know, the the whole getting more people involved. He's and he sees fishing as the way to do it because it's so easy, so simple. It doesn't cost a lot to get involved. There's lots of water out there. You can catch a lot of things And a lot of water in South Carolina. Forty six of the forty seven state parks have water adjacent or included. So um. But for hunting, access is a big thing, and a lot of people don't have access to hunt clubs. They hunt, you know, the public land here in South Carolina, which there's a lot of it out there that's unused. Trust me, I have a lot of people who hunt that I know who hunt public land, and they go yeah, maybe the first part of the season if you see a few people, but later on in the season, there's nobody out there. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to get in on some good hunts because these are these are the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources draw hunts, the application for the 2018 hunts are out there now um, through the Department of Natural Resources website. Deadline to apply for most of them is Friday, August the 17th. And that goes for the general hunts. Then you got the lottery hunt for Oak Lee uh, and the lottery hunt for Manchester State Forest, which is a dog hunt. And all those are due by August 17th. So, a couple things for you to get out there and get involved in the outdoors hunting related because this is my favorite time of the year it's it's hard to argue
1: i mean it's <laughs> you know the fall. well i mean we're late summer we're getting into the fall of the year and and you're going to start you know weather conditions are going to change and it's always fun to get out and get in the woods and enjoy nature and and particularly south carolina has you know beautiful places to go and experience all of uh all in nature. Yep, they do. Um, pretty active, uh, pretty active uh, expo going on here today. Yeah, a good turnout today. Um, a lot of, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good space here. The, the facility's well laid out. It's well used. Uh, FLW did a great job laying out the expo, and and I think the folks that you know, and as we mentioned earlier, with the with the folks that we visited with. Yesterday, you know, from mm-hmm. Illinois, Colorado, yeah. somebody from South Carolina. We've got good crowds here and uh, and a good variety of folks and and everybody seems to be having a good time. Uh, the 2019 FLW Cup location is going to come out at way in the night. Yes, they're going to announce the 2019 location here soon. We've been trying to uh, <laughs> strum up some conspiracy, conspiracy theories. I will tell I will tell you it, it will not be uh, Lake Hartwell. Um, uh, I, I can't. I can tell you that, but we're going to be looking forward to that announcement nonetheless, and looking forward to seeing what trip we'll be making in the middle of
2: August next year. And uh, oh, we have our thoughts. Do you want to share our thoughts on where it's going to be? No, no, I'm, I'm no because <laughs> I I don't
1: I don't want to do that in fear that the the that the wrong person would be listening and uh. it would cost me. An opportunity to do this again with you, but I uh, I think that they'll be um, I I think that Alabama is probably uh, the uh, the state of Alabama in the some I'm's form or favorite. fashion would be the the uh, the the leader in the clubhouse right now. Uh, I know their tourism folks are here, and you know the the cup in two thousand fourteen. Was at Lake Murray, right? Uh, in South Carolina, 2015. It was here at Wachita 2016. Wheeler. It went to Wheeler in North Alabama. Yep. 17. It was at Murray. Murray. 18. 18 we're here. We're here. And so potentially 19, we could be uh, back in the state of Alabama. So I don't know, but I'm sure they're, they're, those folks have worked really hard to put that together, and I'm sure whoever, you know, from a tourism director standpoint. Uh, whoever's getting ready to be a part of that announcement here in a couple of hours has got to be very excited, uh, personally, professionally, and for their for their community and
2: lake back home. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a big deal. I'd I'd like to see it come to a certain lake in uh, upstate. I would too. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour break. Let's uh, let's see here now. Oh, any oh, any anything in the expo that's really jumped out at you? Because you've spent a whole lot more time in it than I have. Yeah, you know, it's we in going
1: to a place like the you know, to like the classic expo, the cup expo and iCast, you start everything starts to get repetitive. I think one right. thing that I think one thing that you're seeing now is uh, you know, once upon a time Ranger Boats was the only boat in sure. town yep. as far as the F L W and the F L W Cup was concerned. But now, you know, in the expo here we've got Nitro and Tracker Boats, Triton. Triton as well as Ranger and that's the acquisition of of uh, Triton and Ranger by White River Marine Group, which is owned by Johnny Morris, yes. you know, you're seeing a, a, a larger uh, boat presence now.
2: So it's that's been uh, nice to see this week. It has been. All right, well, there comes the music. Hang on through the break. We've got a couple stories in the outdoors, and then Geddes Brandon's going to call in at the uh, towards top of the hour and uh, talk about next week. <laughs> Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I wanted to give you a, uh, a Dr. Grant Woods update real quick. Uh, let's see. This would have been as of August 9th, which was Thursday. I uh, had an email conversation with him. Uh, he wanted to let him know Raleigh and I are doing great. Today is the 13th day since the transplant surgery. Raleigh is home shooting clients' pictures. She, she is a very good photographer, owns a business called shotsfromthewoods.com. And uh, she'll return to the University of Arkansas soon. He said, I'm still close to the Mayo and doing doing great. I'm walking miles daily. The docs say walking is the best physical therapy for me during this stage of recovery. The post-transplant kidney function test results have been ex- excellent. Literally the best I've had since 1983, which was his first kidney function test. The docs say Raleigh donated a Formula One kidney to me. <laughs> He he's, he's going to hang around the Mayo Clinic for a few more days while the docs monitor the transplanted kidney's function and continue to adjust the medicine dosage to my body's metabolism. He says I'm a very blessed guy. Enjoy creation, Grant. So very good news out of there. I uh, told him I'd give him a few days to get in the house and, and get comfortable, and then we are going to we've got to work on a couple of CWD uh, shows, uh, chronic wasting disease, and in that same in that uh, in that vein or or tone of thought. This is from the Department of Natural Resources, August the 8th, 2018. South Carolinians planning out-of-state trips to hunt big game this fall should be aware of restrictions on importing deer and elk parts into the Palmetto State. And this is because of chronic wasting disease. So like you to remind hunters traveling out-of-state uh, that uh, certain parts of your animal cannot come back from, especially if you're traveling to states that have confirmed CWD cases. In the United States, that includes Arkansas, Where we are right now, Colorado, Kansas, Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New York, New York, Mexico, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. CWD has also been found in the Canadian provinces of Alberta and Saskatchewan. And it goes on to uh, talk about what CWD is, and we're going to talk about that in a lot more depth here shortly. Um, Therefore, in order to ensure that South Carolina's extremely valuable white-tailed deer resource remains protected, DNR continues to maintain regulations restricting the importation of certain carcass parts from deer and elk harvested in U.S. states and Canadian provinces where CWD has been documented. Uh, Deer hunting generates more than $200 million annually for South Carolina's economy, and white-tailed deer are the most sought game species in the state, in addition to being the official state game animal. It's critical that sportsmen and women who pursue big game in other parts of the country, understanding and comply with these restrictions to protect the South Carolina deer population. So, quarters or other portions of meat with no part of the spinal column or head attached. Okay, so this is what you can bring back with you to South Carolina. Quarters or other portions of meat with no part of the spinal column or head attached. Meat that has been boned out, hides with no heads attached, clean skulls, or skull plates with antlers attached and antlers detached from the skull plate. So clean upper canine teeth of elk, also called buglers, whistlers, or ivories. finished taxidermy heads. That's what you're You're not going to bring back the whole carcass. or anything that's got spinal tissue involved with it because that's where CWD uh, resides in most animals that it kills. So, like I said, we're going to cover more about chronic wasting disease. Uh, to date, South Carolina has not documented any cases uh, I think Arkansas, I think right here in Arkansas, was the last case that was detected, and it was detected last year, I believe. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's something that is, is terminal. If you have an animal infected with CWD, it, it will die, whether it's an elk, mule deer, white-tailed deer, uh, cerv- other cervids, but that that's where it attaches. Uh, going on to some more news here right quick. Duke Energy funds the Joe Cassie Gorge's hemlock treatment along the Whitewater River. August the tenth, which was yesterday. The largest remaining eastern hemlock trees in the South. You ever seen those hemlocks up along the along the rivers up through there? Yes, I have. Pretty pretty cool trees. Yes. But they are real susceptible to uh deadly hemlock woolly A D L G I D. That'll get sounds like I don't know. This is the third time in 10 years that Duke Energy has funded treatment of the hemlocks along the Whitewater River in the Coon Branch Natural Area, which is part of the Jocassi Gorges. Without the treatments, most, if not all, of those hemlocks would have succumbed to the hemlock woolly whatever, which has decimated eastern hemlocks across the southern Appalachians in the last 20 years. Uh, there's a Appalachian Arborist in Asheville, North Carolina, completed the treatment. Uh, they also did the treatment in 2008 and 2011. Uh, Hemlocks were treated by soil injection with insecticides that are taken up by the tree's vascular systems, killing the adelgids. without the treatment. Hemlocks would likely die within two to four years. Duke Duke Energy has spent a total of about 20,000 in the past decade to help keep the eastern hemlocks alive along the Coon Branch Natural Area Trail. You can get to that trail. It's a spur trail off the Foothills Trail. It's 77 miles between Oconee and Table Rock State Park. Uh, the Coon Branch Natural Area, accessed through Duke Power's Bad Creek Hydro Project, is owned by Duke Energy and is part of the Joe Cassie Gorge's land that Duke Energy vol- voluntarily placed under conservation easement. Uh, the Harry Hampton Memorial Fund, which you've heard Jim Goller here many times before, facil- facilitated management and disbursements of funds from Duke Energy for the Hemlock. Union. Um, that's a beautiful area up through there, Neil. That's uh, Pickens and Oconee, northern parts of those two counties land of mountains, diverse plant communities, waterfalls, and abundant wildlife. It is a place if you want to see probably the best leaf show in South Carolina here, starting late September, early October, that's where you need to be. Yes,
1: yes, that is correct. And it is a beautiful uh, part of the state. And, and oftentimes you see pictures of those areas and you forget it it's South Carolina. And I don't mean that in a... In a negative manner,
2: but I just... You look at it and you forget that that's your home state. It's easy to do if all you do is drive the interstates. hmm you got to get off. Speaking of getting off on the back roads now, you, you, you travel with me, so you know we're not going to be on the interstates forever. We, we we took off through the middle of nowhere, through northeast, northeast Louisiana and Texas and down through there back a while, and, and this time was no different. We were... Uh, <laughs> I got tainted early. It took us three hours to get past Atlanta, and I was sick of traffic by the time I entered Atlanta. But um, we were driving along, and I, there was a, uh, a crop duster. <laughs> yeah and it was fun and and
1: <laughs> i don't know the enterprise would appreciate knowing that their <laughs> rental car was chasing down a crop duster oh but, oh
2: oh the, but rental, we, the rental minivan the, yeah <laughs> oh. shout
1: out shout out to uh oh, enterprise for, wow but yeah no it, it was an opportunity but it's like you say every week take the back roads and it was an opportunity to get off the interstate and And saw a stretch of Highway 70. Highway 70 east, west of Memphis, between Memphis and Little Rock. And if you've never taken that drive, if you get out here, uh, 70 essentially runs parallel to 40. But if you get off and take it, just beautiful farmland, diverse crop uh, growth, uh, beautiful farms, a lot of agriculture. And uh, you will not be disappointed.
2: (laughs) There's a four-letter word for what we saw between... Between Memphis and Little Rock, starts with an R and ends with an E. Rice, yes. We remember all the rice fields. Goodness gracious, Riceland Rice Land uh, Rice. Several true. of the big, huge grain elevators along the way were uh, were rice land uh, facilities, and that's there was correct. a lot of with rice. Grain elevators. Yep. A that's lot of exactly rice right. being grown down there. I think there were probably a lot of soybeans in there. Saw a lot of cotton early. A lot of cotton fields through there. But, yeah, you know, crop dusters, if you don't know what they are, um, not as near as prevalent in South Carolina as it used to be. Although there's an operation uh, in St. Matthew's, South down there last Friday. And, no, yeah, it was last Friday or Monday? Last Friday. I had to make a trip to Charleston and, uh, of course, hopped on 176th. There is a crop duster. There's actually two of them. And uh, with cotton coming in to harvest season, you know, they will be up dusting that cotton crop. But, you know, they the cool thing about them is, is uh, they fly with the wheels touching the crop a lot of times. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really neat to see. Uh, those pilots are really, really good, too. Oh, they're they're, really, they really are. They're dodging tree lines and, and power lines. In fact, one of the little runways that we saw had a high-tension transit line going off across the end of the runway. So I don't know whether in that one, whether you turn right or left or just go under it. <laughs> it was
1: It was incredible nonetheless. And, I mean, this has been a great trip. I mean, how often do you get a chance to, to travel with your job and you get the opportunity to see the things that we see and to do the things that we do? And it's, you know, you're obviously very blessed to be able to do it, but it's it's an experience. And I'm, you know, maybe as I get older and, and maybe a little more mature about things, but taking the back roads and, and just getting off and enjoying, you know, uh, what was once upon a time, that 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 stretch of 70 that we saw coming out here was was obviously once upon a time a very happening place main drag and uh and to see now i mean it's and there's so many parts of uh of our country that you know that the interstates and the big roads and the highways and things have kind of have kind of cut it out for those small communities but uh but still just beautiful nonetheless
2: yeah and uh, and. It was interesting because we got off chasing the crop duster and started looking at Google Maps and saw that it just parallel 40. I'm like, why do we want to go up there and deal with all the trucks when we can come down here and deal with a few cars and and really have a cool drive? So it's neat. Uh, I guess you gonna take that going back or are you gonna uh, to be determined? But but
1: I will tell you this, uh, my my. Uh, My wife has been interested in in getting the updates from this trip, and she was rather amused yesterday when I told her that there was actually a place called Flippin' Arkansas. (laughs) So that's been a new one that we've learned on this trip.
2: All right. Well, hang on. Back to the last segment of Woods and Water South Carolina after the break. Back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's the last segment of the show for today. If you've uh, enjoyed spending a little time with us here from Hot Springs, Arkansas, get uh, Brandon's fallen to uh, sixth, but I, I still think he's he's well within shooting distance of Brandon Cobb's falling yeah. to sixth. What did I say? Geddes is on the oh, phone. Oh gosh, Geddes, are you there? I am here. I'm listening to Batman and Robin, the
0: show, <laughs> right now.
2: Yeah, well, I guess you heard part where the Batmobile got transformed into a minivan. Oh, I can believe it. Just like that jet you are going to ride under the classic and turn into one of those crop dusters you were just talking about. Okay, that was not a crop duster. That was a 1940, <laughs> 1945 Stearman. Totally different ballgame. game. A couple minutes late, but next time,
0: I think you should do the Elite Series stop at Lake
2: Hartwell if,
0: uh, if Neil will pull a couple strings,
2: I have already talked to uh dave mercer about that very thing and he is all for it so i've just got a line up the pilot and uh, we'll try to get you another flyby and this time will be either early or on time
1: we'll have to get them off the ground on wednesday to make sure they get there on time get
2: <laughs> well as mercer says i know you will <laughs> well so, look I, Gattis, I, I appreciate you calling in because uh because i'm actually I, I, i'm 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 not near as nervous about this as I probably would have been a year or so ago. But uh, I'm going to turn the reins of this show over to you next Saturday. That's right. We're going to have some interesting things going on. But, but first, let's talk about Brandon
0: Kyle. Let's talk about Lake yes. Wachita. If we, if we can, I, I followed a little bit of it today. Okay. Um, and I heard Larry Nixon on live, and then I saw where Brandon had a large bass today, and then it looked like a guy named Wes Logan that just took that title over from him. Blew but it up, yeah. As you said, yeah. he's... Uh, Brandon's in convention and, and that's always a good thing for South Carolina Greenfish, Anderson County guy. And uh, you know, I fished with Brandon in the 2015 Cup at Lake Washington. And, and and one thing I've heard from Larry Nixon uh, and and these guys that have been on FLW Live, they're talking about the draft not being exactly right. Have you heard anything about that and what it might be playing for? Yeah, you, you, you kind know, of faded way way. out. Just,
2: you faded out just for a second. What are you asking about? What 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 on the lake?
0: the grass the, the growth of the yeah,
1: grass right now it's not as uh, much yeah uh, since since the last uh, cup here got us in 2015 we've talked to several locals and some folks here close to the scene that have said they had a uh, a grass kill yeah. um that it was and, and it was a uh, it was done with the pleasure boater in mind and so a significant amount of the grass has been Taken out of the lake, which has definitely affected the fishing this week. Yeah.
2: The shallow grass. I my uh, my media driver uh, yesterday was uh, Don. I can't remember his last name. I mean, he's lived in uh, right here in Hot Springs or near Hot Springs, Malvern. I think is where he lives now. Uh, his entire life, and that's like his. It's not his home lake, but he fishes that lake a lot. And he said, "Yeah, a lot of that shore grass is gone." He said, "But well, there's still a lot of deep grass." Uh, growing up five to six feet off the bottom. And he said a lot of, some of those guys might find it. I've seen a few of them do it just going out in Texas rigging an old monster or something and just hopping it, you know, pulling it up six, seven, eight feet and letting it fall back. He said, cause there are holes in that tall grass and that's where those bass are going to hang out. So yeah, the shallow grass is, is not near as prevalent. I mean, that, that was where Brandon really, really shined in 15 was, uh, the, the grass that was, the water was down the grass was taller around that standing timber he was in and he said that's just not going to play this year well where brandon really excels, no matter where the the
0: tournament is it's just, it's not a full test. and i don't mean that in a bad way in any way sure possible but he excels in tough tournaments and that's when the force looks up the schedule for august right. every year you you can just about bet that those fish are going to be feeding late at night and real early in the morning, and that time of the day they're just not—they're just not out there eating.
2: And uh, uh, <laughs> it was what, talking about Brandon yesterday morning. The fog on the main lake the fog wasn't bad, but he was way, way, way back in the back of the north fork, and it took us probably 15 minutes to get back there because the fog came down. You couldn't see more than about 30, 40 yards at times. And couldn't see the side of the river that was that close at times, and y- and you know when I found him, you know what I knew I found. Him? We idled into the <laughs> back of this. It's it's, it's called Washita Lake, and uh, we idled into it because it was about three feet deep. Cut the motor, and I heard.
0: Zzz!
2: You know what that sound was. Buzz come base. on. Buzz bait. That's exactly right. It, it was I, his. It was probably the Brandon Cobb
0: Signature Series Buzzbait. That's that's probably exactly what it was. From Greenfish green tackle. Green green fish tackle. Fish tackle. That's right till the blade fell off of it, and uh, it looked it. like he might have got a good one on it today. It, it looked like a buzz bait fish because I could see the background of where he was fishing. Yeah, uh, and and it looked like he's probably throwing a horny toad in, in a buzz bait and uh, and catching pretty good. But yeah, man. So you're going to
2: where next week? Alaska, right? I am headed to Alaska. Yes.
0: And, and you're, you're handing to, it over
2: to me. And you're headed to Greenville. Neil, is I that think, a wise is that where decision? I'm supposed to be? You're, yes, Gators. Is us. that where I'm
0: supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna have a really good time, guys. We're really excited about it. I'll yes. have on a, a couple of really good friends of mine, uh, James Overstreet, as many as you know uh with Bassmaster. Uh he's been with Bassmaster since the two thousand six uh of the Elite series and he's a legendary outdoor photographer. Proud to call him a friend and he is a he's a great storyteller and I'm sure he'll have some interesting things to talk about. And uh we're also gonna have a very special guest on the show, uh Mark Zona with Zona's after fishing show who also hosts uh the Bassmaster T V show and Bassmaster Live. So, next week it's going to be a little bit of a flip towards the Bassmaster to play, with it, but as y'all know, if Woods and Waters after there, well, we don't play many favorites. We'll get to the Cup one week, and Roger might be at the Classic the next.
2: That's exactly right. Well, I'll, I, I, I'm sure I will not be listening to the whole show. I hope to be out. Catching some uh, Chena River grayling about the time you come on the air, but but I, I am going to try to call in and just just say hello to everybody and let everybody know how Alaska's going. But uh, man, I really appreciate you coming on and, and taking over the show. We've we've had a good time through the years, and like I said, a year or so ago, I probably would have been a little nervous about this. I think I'm, I think just like uh, my daughter getting <laughs> engaged to the right guy the other day, it's you're uh, you're the right man to take over while I'm gone.
1: Engaged.
2: <laughs> Gettys just ahead, to add something here, you,
1: you talk about your your friends and, and things like that. So we started this show talking about another friend of yours and, and friend of and friend of the show and, and and certainly somebody I've looked up to over time but Davy Height. This is the twi- this particular cup is the twentieth anniversary of Davy's F L W championship and as many folks uh may know that Davy is one of just a small handful of people that have won both the Bassmaster Classic and the FLW Championship in their career.
0: Yeah, and you know I'm sure he's, he's thinking about that today. At that time, that was the largest payday ever in professional fishing, and um, he uh, he's on Lake Superbowl this weekend, having a good time with his, uh, with his oldest son stationed huh. over there. Um, but but hey, you never know what could happen on Woods Water, South Carolina. Yes, and sir. There. There might be some David Height. I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh Davy, Davy's always uh willing to come on and he is a he's a good friend of the show yes. as well. And uh, I'm I'm sure there's gonna be some interesting
2: conversations, especially between the V song and James Overstreet. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a fun one. I'm glad I get to listen to the podcast. <laughs> well yeah, look, that, guys. Was, that was definitely gonna be fun, yes sir. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, man. I'll um Thanks for taking a few minutes to call in and tell us what's going on next Saturday and I hope everybody will we're gonna spread the word here uh-huh. I hope everybody will spread the word there and have a big turnout for you
0: well Roger you know I think that there could be a lot of different industry news coming out this week and it could really be an interesting week that's all I'm gonna say and uh it's, it's gonna be a fun test
2: well the rumor mill just keeps stirring doesn't it I'll be driving well, home hey, alone Monday Get when us, i I'll get be back driving. I uh, I check my locks, make
1: sure Johnny Moore's step by my house. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and I'll be driving home Monday alone, so I'll give you a call. <laughs> Sounds good, Neil.
2: All right, get us I'll uh, look forward to handing it over to you next Saturday. Appreciate it. You have a good week, and I talk to you later. All right, man. Thank y'all. Yep. See ya. Oh boy, yes. More news. I mean, Vexus Boats was here. They unveiled a new boat yesterday, sure. this morning. This morning, 8 o'clock. Uh, there's some rumors that um, the legend behind Triton Boats, Earl Bentz, is going to have another boat company out there. There is a rumor out there about a th- – Do we say that? I can, I can talk about rumors, Cameron? Sure. Sure, why not? Why not? It- <laughs> <laughs> there is a rumor out there, folks, that there is going to be a third professional bass tournament series. Um, yeah, as many of you know, and I don't know that a lot of people, there are people out there. Major League Fishing is out there already, and there's some rumors swirling around Major League Fishing and and the the FLW and the Bass Tournament Series. So, be interesting to see what comes out of this one. It's always something out there. To, whether you believe it or not, is up to you. As the world turns, as the, <laughs> the fishing, fishing edition. world turns. Yeah. Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening today. I appreciate Neil coming in. Um, you know, we had a story here about uh, a uh, rabid beaver that I probably won't get to. We'll hang on to that. Uh, travel food, friends, tough Lake Washita. Oh, oh man, my my fall has already been made. We uh, had a chance to go over to the farm, check my dove field, like I was saying, and, and everything is looking great for September the 1st. Sitting there, uh, sun was coming up. And I was just sit down on the deck just watching the world wake up and the birds and all. And I hear this distinct sound to my right. And it was a Bob White quail whistling. And it was not one anywhere near where my neighbor runs his bird dogs. And I've heard these birds before. So there was one there which just made my day. As he was whistling, I had another Bob White whistle 180 degrees away from him. A third one joined the conversation in a third spot and i had a fourth one a good ways away i could hear him so look you know i talk about conservation i talk about hunting i talk about my roots and bird hunting and all it's a lot of work to keep habitat to make sure they've got the food they need and to hear those four birds whistling last weekend just sit chills up my spine and it's the reason i keep doing what i do it's the reason i keep going over there and playing in the dirt and, and spending money on seed, although I'll probably never hunt another Bob White on my property. Uh, just to have those birds back means that what I'm doing is, is worth it all. And I hope what you're doing on your your land or whatever, whether it's deer hunting or, or, or small game hunting or your pond and fishing or whatever opportunities you have to get outside, I hope it's just as, just as rewarding. Neil, thanks for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. It's always yeah. a great time. A lot of fun. Yeah, the, the price Neil had for me coming out here is I get to fly home Monday. You get to see I, my daughter go back to school, and I pack up for Alaska. So. And I get to drive home. It'll be a
1: fun ride, but won't chase any planes, but <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun along the way, <laughs> I'm sure.
2: That's it. Well, thanks, as always. Make time to get out there, take the back roads, and don't forget the camera. Back next week, Gettys Brandon, Woods and Water, South Carolina. Yeah.